4: Hello, folks, and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name is Call McDuff and I'm delighted to be your host this evening, and more delighted on the the content of tonight's topic as Rangers finally cut the gap ever so slightly. Here to talk through um, quite a nice way to end the weekend. i have got a stellar lineup starting with David Thomson. How are you? Yeah, great.
2: Big smile on my face. <laughs> so that I think that answers everything. Uh, no. Good weekend for for the for the Rangers and hopefully hopefully then the other side of the city will be taking I hope other teams have learned from what happened because you could just see the in, in their game today. See if you put them under pressure, they'll collapse.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. And we will get into that. Also joining us tonight. Always a pleasure to have you on. Scott, how are you?
1: No bad at all Colin, no bad at all, thanks for having me on mate, topping off a good weekend that result today. the day.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, I, again, it's, um, I was saying all oh, fair to you Davies, it's so nice um, when they drop points and we're not playing after it to shit the bed, <laughs> like we already had the points in the bag, so
2: um,
4: absolutely, it's a, a nice wee change of pace. Last and by no means least, um, the other half of the Gallus too, DVP, P. How are you tonight?
3: Yeah, I'm good, Colin. I was. Uh, I, I enjoyed the game at Ibrox yesterday. I think it was. Uh, I think we should play with ten men more often. You know, because the game was quite open. It wasn't. You know, the usual uh, low block. You know, running up against a brick wall. For Don't Ke- Kevin
4: Clancy and... will be listening. Don't give him any ideas.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, coming on to that, I mean, we will come on to you, Kevin Clancy. Good God! However, you know we uh, got a three-one victory, and we had by far the best chances in the second half. So I thought we were quite comfortable. There was I was never in any uh, I never really got to the edge of my seat. I was still uh, feet up, you know, kind of roll it on. And so no, as, as you know, obviously with today's events, yeah, good weekend.
4: Absolutely, and last and by no means least, hello to all the listeners, um, either listening or watching after the fact, or the the hardcore bunch who are watching live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. As well always, a wee shout out if you do like what you see. You can join our YouTube members page for just a, a pound a month and get extra content, up to five extra, well, no, at least five extra shows a week. Um, the they? Monday, Friday, and much more content. Um, so, David T, I'll come to you first. Um, obviously, we'll get into the, the game in general, and Rangers we are comfortable um, for the most part. But we we would really maybe make like life difficult for ourselves in the first what five six minutes. We go one nil down. Um Jack Butland making a terrific save, forcing it for a corner, and then just just really not being up for defending at all. Um <laughs> Philippe Cremont was asked about it at his press conference and he said that he said about it he was asked about the Rangers' poor start and he said well it wasn't actually quite a poor start. It was against it the running all." Uh, what was your thoughts on how the Rangers opened the game? Um I can see how Philippe Cremont this time banged the drum but I thought other than the opening minute the Rangers were looking a wee bit loose with the ball.
2: I thought the first five minutes we were okay. I thought, yeah, I was actually thinking that we might be going to score. We, had a, we got sort of a near, quite near, a couple of times in the even the first couple of minutes, and then uh, all of a sudden, from out of out of nowhere, really, they, they got a chance. Guy took a shot and goal. I think that Cameron's that you call that young. I think he's only a young boy. I think he's only he's only on his team still, and he obviously do he scored? But super Jack Butland didn't go with he. Uh, he uh, what a save! I think that's pro- possibly the best save he's, he's made. Uh, he's made since he came. Uh, he just keeps doing it and doing it. How? Why Manchester United ever let him go? I'll never know. To be honest with you, and and buying the goalkeeper whose name I don't know, but uh, that was just uh, absolutely crazy. But that was uh, up until that point. And then, terrible defending at a corner again. We don't seem to have learned. For, although it's not been too bad this year, to, to be honest with you. But I think you can see now what Connor Goldson brings to that defence. Uh, even if it's just just uh, sh- sh- keeping everybody else in line. I think the, 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 the communication between Suter and uh, Balligan wasn't great, to be honest with you. And, yeah... I I wouldn't go on to who who headed the ball on to to the the, the guy that scored, but uh, that was it. And then sort of a that sort of a changed the game for a, for a small amount of time, not well, a lot. Just on
4: the the and ball, then I'll come to you for that, Scott. Um, I've been. I've been quite an advocate for John Suter. I think he probably gives us something a wee bit different on the ball. He's probably the best centre-half of stepping out with the ball from defence. I don't think he covered himself in glory in the first half yesterday.
1: No, he didn't. He didn't seem to cover himself in glory at all. I know what you mean. John Suter is a good defender. It's just, I think it kills me for him is uh, is the injury record. See, if he didn't have that injury record, he's he's not playing at Rangers, let's be honest, because he is good at stepping out the back, um, it, it could be a good consistent defender for us, but it seems to pick up these wee knocks. It just any time it gets into some sort of momentum, it it stops his in his stride, Unfortunately, it stops him in his stride, Sorry, unfortunately, um, we get I think we got half of one yesterday. The, the pairing at the back didn't look as as good as what it has looked in recent matches. Um, I understand they need to rest Goldson, hundred percent. Um. We've seen recently how how our uh, players are kind of, they're out what flies it, at times. Um, so, Goldson's not one that you can afford to risk. Um, I'm actually, what I think we're maybe going to see Tavernier uh, rested in a game like that coming up. Um, but in terms of centre-back pairing, it's, it's, it's job done and up the road. And The thing that impressed me most about the game yesterday, Colin, was see how come on keeps coming on about his mentality see how quickly we turned that 1-0 deficit to one. we took us 26 minutes. Game's going gone by, it would have took us 70, 75 minutes before we're, we're even back on level terms. We would just have went right into our shell. We came out and went went right for a jugular yesterday. I was quite impressed.
4: Dave, AP, I, I, I do agree with Scott there. I think, I, I don't know if it was you and I speaking about the, the news, it's, it's been about this in the news a couple of weeks ago, about mentality. Clement keeps on talking about mentality and I think we were saying that we haven't quite seen it yet, but yesterday, I think, you know, it's easy to say, it's a, it's a cliche, but two or three months ago, we go 1-0, down, we're probably going to fall into ourselves, but we looked as if we were just pissed off and we were going to come back with a vengeance, I thought. Um <laughs> They didn't panic. Um, I know at Ibrox, um, when we started playing the ball from Tavernier across the back four to Barisic and back, the fans were maybe getting a wee bit antsy, but Rangers just looked comfortable and they looked as if they were going to play their game and the goals would come, and
3: eventually it did. Yeah, and you can definitely see a difference that Phil uh, Clement has made. And uh, you can now see that uh, Barisic, in terms of checking back, which he's, he would do just all the time, He's now more inclined to get forwards. You know, he will pass the odd one back, but he, he does, uh, I think, obviously with uh, Philip Clement on the touchline yesterday, who was going absolutely berserk. He was actually good entertainment, Philip Clement. You know, and, you know, his antics with, uh, with Father Clancy. But, you know, I think the attitude, you know, of our team, and, and he emphasised that in the press conference after that. that we, uh, we operate as a team. We're all in this together. So, you know, not everyone will have their best day. But I thought we uh, we started quite well. We had our first shot on target in 12 seconds yesterday, which I thought, well, that was, um, this is looking good. And I, I, we although we lost the goal, and I think, Davey, you cover your ears for this bit, right? Because uh, it was Lundstrom's failure to clear on the edge of the box, which let the boy through, you know, to have the shot and goal, which uh, but uh, Jack saved and, and put it past the post. And then it was uh, John Lundstrom's header that uh, went the wrong way and and which fell to the, defeat, the, the back of Yoko, the guy, uh, the forward line of Dundee, who uh, scored the goal. John Lindstrom had uh, two assists, and, <laughs> one in and, and, and getting them the corner and uh, the second and giving them the goal. So, but other than that, we when we uh, went a goal down, I don't think no one was in panic stations. They just uh, just ploughed into it, and everyone was was up for it. The attitude has been excellent, and as Scott said, you know, we were. Brought it back to one each uh, with a uh, big Dessers,
4: my man Dessers. Well, <laughs> we've got to come on to him, but just in John Lundstrom, I'm not going to defend him. All I'm going to say is we know he saves himself for Thursday nights right? so let's keep the John Lundstrom conversation for Thursday when he turns it on. Um, but he did not cover himself in glory at all. Um, a man who's not covered himself with much glory at all, David T, as Dessers. Um, Probably getting played out of necessity uh, because, um, because of the unexpected injury to Danilo and out Roof is made of jelly. Um, actually, like his goal aside, I thought he done well yesterday. Um, I thought he got more involved. And I know his critics are still saying the goal was a deflection, but his reaction to get off of the first deflection as well, I thought he took his role well. I thought he had a decent game yesterday. What was your thoughts on him?
2: I don't think he was that bad, Colin, to be honest with you. I think he was uh, quite good. He had one really nice out in the the left wing for us where he back-heeled it. Mm. He was was covered with with two players, and then he back-heeled it. I think, I can't remember who it was that he back-heeled it to, but they they could move on, Uh, I think. The only thing I'll I'll say about him, when you you watch him, I get the impression, you know the these sort of uh, Japanese wrestler suits you get where, where, where people bump into each other. That, that's that's the way it looks to me. He's got, was it similar Wrestling or something like that? And, and you get wrestling. These, yeah, and you get these these big suits on and you bump into each other to, to try and knock the other one down. That, that's what he uh, reminds me of when I see him playing. He just seems to bump <laughs> into everybody.
0: David. <TV. laughs>
4: I love you to bits, but sometimes you could have given me a hundred guesses there uh, what you were gonna say about dessas, and now wouldn't have been anywhere fucking near. <laughs> no,
2: but I mean, that's just it just seems to bump out want to bump into everybody and, and yeah, and, and, I mean even the uh, yeah, I won't I won't I won't jump the, the 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 too far in front, but there was quite a few times that we gave away fouls when we were actually dangerous. And that that's a a pretty annoying thing about them.
4: Scott, I do find that about Dessers We, with his stature, when when we first got him, I kind of had it in my head this might be a dad or partial type, battler up front. Um, because if you don't have the the finesse or the speed of weather, usually that's what you get getting in a target man. We were just spoiled with Pete Alfredo Morelos had it all. For his size, I'd want him to be stronger. But Davies right, he does just kind of bump around. But it's no goal. be with yeah. really, the pace or the the touch to cut. Co- to make
1: up for it? Well, see, I've probably been Serial Dester's biggest critic on a pod. Right? Not like the guy, but I thought yesterday was one of his best performances for Rangers. I thought, um, see, the ingredients, you need to be a Ranger striker, you just need to show commitment, a bit of effort, and be able to score a goal when they don't. I thought he had done all three yesterday. Um, yesterday was the first performance I've seen from where he actually looked as if he wanted it and got involved in the play. He kind of as Davies says he kind of barged into defenders and stuff like that. But see if he's doing that, at least he's doing something. Because I've not seen it. I've not seen it entirely in his Rangers career, but I did see it yesterday. Um thought I, I was I laughed when his goal was a deflection right enough because that's just surreal dessers for you. Um but at the same time if see if that's the bare minimum we're going to get then I'll be able to live with it and I'll be able to give him a wee bit more kind of uh, leeway because I've, I've been getting it tight since I signed because he's, he's literally done nothing. He's done nothing apart from um, the goals and whatever else. I mean, he just kind of, I couldn't see what he brought to the team at all. But yesterday I could finally put my finger on something and go, right, well, if this is what you're going to bring, at least you're bringing something to the line-up. Um, I know what Davey's saying about his back killing things like that, Dave and Getting involved out of the box, that's him running the channels, that's him making space for a midfield runners. He's that's what we need to see for him. He needed to do more, and yesterday I thought he brought it. Colin, it, I don't know, well, about can you then I... we put it down to a, a,
2: a give us hope performance. Well, that's
1: for what me, I
4: asked you, Scott. So, <laughs> does that? Does that get the Rangers fans half his back? A wee bit because I think we've all been
1: guilty of Ibrox and well, him more than some more than others. Well, he's he's, he's shut me up. He's partly shot me up. And I, before yesterday, I did not have any time for a guy whatsoever because I just thought I was bewildered how he was even a professional football player never mind how he managed to sign, sign for Glasgow Rangers because he was doing none of it. He, he wasn't moving defenders about. He wasn't running the channels. Half his goals just seemed to Hit him and go in. But yesterday, you could you could tell he was on the park yesterday. And see as long as he can it can give you that, see as long as you, you see the commitment coming for the guy, he's not going to get many critics because the rest of it will all come. Do you know what I mean? All
4: right, so I'll we'll make it continue, and hopefully there might just be a case of you know playing in a more settled and a more more productive what squad might actually help players settle in more. Um also, I gave a shout-out at the start for um, they want to join the YouTube members page and a shout-out to the Tyne Scotsman, who's just joined and became a YouTube member. But not only that, he's gifted another five memberships as well. So that means that uh, five uh, YouTube watchers who aren't members mm-hmm. will get that for the first month. So thank you, Tyne Scotsman. It's really, really kind of you. And a shout-out to Teddy Bears, who's been a listener for the get-go and he's been a member for nine months. So just a wee shout-out to them. Um, Davey. P, quite a few comments um coming in for the coming in for the, the listeners. Bill was mentioned this and so's friend of the pod David held saying that seema might be more of a centre forward than dessers Um quicker, more skillful, more comfortable in the ball. Would have been good to see him. I was charming a bit for this. Will we see seema through the middle way because on the Matondo either side. Um we didn't get a wish, but I think Seymour continues just to show his, his striker's instinct. Um, it's another goal for him yesterday, and I think he should be up and court on Monday for what he'd done to that ball.
3: Well, I I mean, I, my comment when that goal went in was uh, that was uh, reminiscent of Derek Johnson, when it was that, the power of that header, you know, just running towards the ball. Uh, the ball was uh, at good pace, and he absolutely bulleted it into the roof of the net. Fantastic goal. And... Again, yesterday, you know, he was he was in def- defence with uh, defensive headers out the box, and and we saw one, you know, where he assisted Tav when he slid into the guy right on the touchline, uh, when, when when Tav had kind of was in danger of, of, of the guy it was the, the boy in the left wing was in danger of getting away from Tav and Siegel was there to mop up, and I just think the boy's attitude is second to none, man of the match for me. Seymour yesterday, so... But in terms of Dessers, I think Dessers is probably no a bad football player, but is he Rangers quality? Absolutely not. He's uh, He just doesn't have the technical ability, he doesn't have the pace, he has some strength and, and he usually gets into a tussle, which invariably ends up in a fill for the opposition. So, he did get the goal and he took it well, you know, so he had the shot with the right foot, gets the break of the ball, leathers it in with his left, smashing goal, Excellent. But his overall performance yesterday and his overall performance so far, he's probably, I don't know, St Mirren, Kilmarnock, St Afford. Uh, no more than that, he is not Rangers standard. So uh, although we, we thank him for the goal, we, we love him to bits. And it was good to see his celebration and the warm reception he got when he came off the pitch, which when, when he was replaced by Kemal Roof. You know, I think the Rangers fans, you know, kind of, Gave him a wee nod, you know, for his efforts because we can't fault him for effort. But I just uh, what I can fault him on is his level of ability, and uh, he's not the long term answer for us.
4: But... No, but it's it's not long term that's frightening me. It's the short term, and you can only push with the cock you've grown up right? It's very nice It's looking like him or um, Lizzie Arnott for the women's team, who can maybe play um, up front on Sunday. Um, David T, I'll, I'll give you the last word on Abdallah Sima. And I think I think you've said before that you'd maybe be cautious around how much money you'd spend on him. Um, I've started to change my tune in him, but I'm seeing if we can maybe pay the same money that we paid for Ryan Kent, but actually get a better return selling when he reaches his peak. I think he's becoming Rangers' second most important player after Jack Butland. Um, I, I would do what we can within reason to keep him.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree. Now they're saying seven million. I think his prices can up with every game that he plays. Unfortunately, I think that's an unfortunate thing. That the better he plays, the more expensive he's going to be. And it might be that Brighton want to keep him. That's that's a a possibility as well. And and at least try and from for a season and see what he does there. I hope. I hope we get it. I I definitely think that. I mean, he's only twenty two, the boy. That's so. Uh, that's um. Everybody. I mean, he, he looks like he, he's far older and far been around far longer. But he's only twenty two, and yeah, I, I think I think we, we should. Well, the only thing is we're using up the the money that that we've got for for bringing in anybody else. That's a, that's a fact as well. I'm a little bit in disagreement from playing him up front, from playing him as a nine. I, th- I think, and I said, I've said it in, in pods before. I think that giving them two centre forward two centre halves, to battle against, is not the best way to to use them. I think he could, being out left and coming in gives him far more room than it will if he's get two centre halves uh, covering him all the time. So I'm I'm, I'm a wee bit. Uh,
4: Funny about that one. There's also the there's also the argument that's coming through for the comment section. I think it's a fair one. When we are so short of options, one of your one of your highlights. Why put him out of position? Why not keep him in his most threatening position? I think that's a fair point.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, that, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm apprehensive about it as well. And and you know you know what these centre halves are like in in Scotland. They'll, they'll they'll kick you off the park if they get the chance. So no, I, I think he's He's, he can use his speed far better, and cutting inside the way he does is, is, is just uh, yeah great. And as as Davies pointed out a good few times, his defensive headers as well is uh, it, it's really really good as well. So he's good in defensive. He's he, worth ethic is, is, is totally unreal to be honest with you. And now. I don't know what he will cost, but I would certainly I I said seven million was too much at the beginning. I think if we could get him for seven million, we would. We should drop our hands and and grab it.
4: So Scott, it's been a fairly positive um, podcast so far, but every good story has a wee dip in at some point, so we can have a nice rise to the finale. So step up, Kevin Clancy. I want to get. I want to open the conversation up about him. I'll start off with his first major involvement. Um oh well no sorry he yeah, had two in the first half. Uh, chopping off Todd Cantwell's uh, goal. Um why didn't he let like that play? It was a, it, it seemed uh it seemed a a piss poor film, um to give I um, a thought he would have let Var run that out. But then probably more notably Jose Wentez I think Clancy had an absolute shocker in the second half. Um, he lost control of the game. I think Sifuentes, he got that decision right, then that's not going to be popular with the listeners. What's your what's your take on it?
1: Sifuentes has not. I mean, the guy's already in the deck because the was not they won um one, for me anyway. Um, so Sifuentes doesn't need to put his foot in there in the first place. He doesn't need to give get, get Clancy a, a decision to make. The referee was was just shite yesterday, let's be honest, about it as It is as what it is every time you get Kevin Clancy. I'm sorry, I'm actually surprised we got a penalty off him. Um to be brutally honest. Even though that, that was a penalty. Um stone wall, mate. Aye, aye. But in terms of Cifuentes he's it's 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 stupid putting these fit in there in the first place. Don't especially when you know it's Kevin Clancy's referee and I mean he must have been told before a match he players he likes to have, your James have on and things like that John Suter players that have been playing the league for years should be warning uh, their teammates about these about these guys um, he needs to I don't know he needs to move down to a championship or league one or league two I don't even think at his level to be honest with you I don't, think, I don't think a guy should be doing a job at all I don't think half of them that's uh, that's refereeing in Scotland should be doing a job because they're only part time I mean we, we're a professional, we've got a professional, uh, football body above us in the, in the SPFL, and where referees work part time. I just I can't fathom it, it's I, I really, really can't fathom it. Um, but I, he needs he needs kicked out of the league for me. He's not, he's 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 not he's, he's no known for being a good ref Do you know what I mean? He's his reputation kind of, uh. I think even even some of Tim's don't like him to be honest. They some of uh, some of his, some of his calls in general are, are controversial. So I don't think there should be any league at all.
4: I see see that comment you made there that even the Celtic fans don't like him. But I still hear people say, "Oh, if if both sides don't like him, then it probably means he's fair." No, if both sides don't like him, it probably means he really has a shite, as we're all saying. Um, exactly. um and that whole. He's, he's probably no Championship level. He's probably no League One level. But that's the thing. Like when somebody has a poor game, they go down to the Championship for two weeks and then come back up. There's no punishment. There's no. There's no development for them. Like if I if I rock up in my working morning day a half ass job, then I'm going to get um, a boot up and have to up my game. Um, it's not like that for Scottish mm-hmm. referees. Um, what well, one can I can I come in And I'm I'm going to be different. I don't think it was a pet. I was just
2: sending off. I think it's a really, really soft sending off. And I'll tell you why. Sifuentes was looking at the ball. He knew where the ball was. The guy came sliding in from a from fr- frontal position. And he moved his leg in from left to right and put it actually under Sifuentes' foot. Sifuentes didn't lift his foot to the boy's leg, the boy slid his foot in under Sifuentes' foot. And that's why I don't think it's a sending off. And I was watching uh the English game there, Tottenham, Newcastle, I think it was, and there were far worse fouls that don't we get a booking. I think it was a good booking. I think it was definitely a booking. I think a red was far, far too hard for it.
4: So so David, I think I, I get what you're saying, that, uh... The other player's movement has caused the contact. But the, uh, for me, the fact is that uh, if Seth went as Disney get that ball, he's no control in where his foot, his foot goes. Okay. That's how he makes contact. He can't even pull out it. He didn't know he wasn't getting
2: the ball, Colin.
4: He didn't know See, he wasn't getting the ball. I know, but he, he didn't. He put his foot the part. boy's thigh. Uh, it's, it's no intent in it, but you don't need intent but, to have a red card. No. But where was the boy's thigh? It was
2: on the ground. But he's so how, 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 how can it be a high tackle when the guy's legs on the the, the ground? Are you
3: allowed
1: to lift It wasn't, it wasn't a
4: high card. tackle, Davy, so it was, it's the fact the that one. he's made contact.
3: Yeah, Davy yeah, P but...
4: come in and <laughs> give, give us your tuppence worth on this.
3: Well, uh bizarrely, I thought Kevin Clancy did get it right because he gave my yellow card. And, and Clancy was only about three or four yards from that instance, so he he was he saw it in real time. He saw the reaction of the players in real time, you know, from only yards away. But the, the, he was then referred to the screen by the, the VAR officials and that immediately puts some under pressure saying, right, we've had a look at this, we've had a look at it in slow-mo, we've repeatedly had a look at it, we think you should look at this again. So the decision's effectively made and, and Clancy's not going to pass that up so because I think he just doesn't have the strength of character to, to go have a look at the screen and say no my decision is correct which he had the option to do now so he can he come back from the screen and says yellow card scrubbed straight red because his decision initially was a yellow card uh, but he's then been told by people who have had a look at it repeatedly he then gets, gets the opportunity to look at it you know what's going to happen here it was the same mm-hmm. as the the penalty kick, as soon as he's referred to the the screen by the VAR officials about the tug on on Seema, you know what's going to happen. And and my comment at that game was, you know, that this is going to break Clancy's heart as as he trots up to that screen to see that he's now going to have to give a penalty to Rangers. So it was no surprise, but I, I, I think I can understand why he would have come on to the pitch. We knew exactly, as soon as he goes to the screen, you know he's going to rescind it and give him a, a red card. That was not unexpected. So it's a, it's the VAR circus that we get as soon as they're referred to the screen. How many have this had the strength of character to go to the screen and stick by their original decision? Because oh the referee's decision on the pitch was a yellow card, but it's been overturned because they're reviewing it in slow mo. But he saw it, you know, from only yards away. He'll have heard the reaction of both players. Uh, so I, I, he just he, he wouldn't do it he probably it's the easy out for him is just to saying oh I'll go with it it's them guys so red card bye bye Josie so and, Clancy uh, made, made, made up for that in the second half with some of his uh, ridiculous decisions and it, it was good sport in the second half watching Philip Clement doing a high <laughs> on fling on the <laughs> foot he's an well, attempt he one
1: last point go for the mate See, see, the only thing we look for for our referees is a bit of consistency. Now, see that challenge, see if it's to happen next week and see if it happens against Dundee, St month. Is Clancy still getting a red card for it? Is VAR still getting a red card for it? If there's there's no consistency in the refereeing in this country, which is why it creates all this chat, and it? Like, it's, it's poor. Aye, um,
4: consistency. You have hit the nail on the head there and there's so I'm not going to spend the rest of the podcast going through the examples because yeah. we'd we'll be here tomorrow in the morning. Talking through uh, them, but the most notable one, Barisic, so getting booked and he's so frustrated. Whereas, you know, David T was talking about sumo Wrestling earlier on, man. This was Jiu Jitsu that the Dundee players were doing to, to grab the, the shots and pulling back in the neck. Um not a book in the behold and then Barisic gets booked and no wonder if Clement was run off his not... Um so, David T, e, I'll come to you. That that decision um, that now leaves us in a in a predicament for the League Cup final next week. Um, and I know we've got Seville um, in Thursday first of, of all, but Jose Sifuentes is is available for that. So you'd imagine bad and disaster on someone Fuentes will play in Thursday night unless Rangers get this red card overturned, which I don't see happening. Um, we are left with a decision to make who accompanies John Lundstrom in the middle of the park. We've seen Dujon Sterling and Leon King, uh, Leon King, however fleeting. I thought Dujon Sterling, again, he added athleticism, energy, um, and he's he's pretty, pretty comfortable on the ball. He's a solid tackler. I think, it's mm-hmm. for me, he's got to be Sterling on Sunday.
2: Um, I, I've, I've seen King playing for Scotland under 21s as a, a midfielder and to be honest with you I wasn't that happy with him I, don't think, I, I didn't think he was that great Dion Sterling has come on the last two games and I think he's really done well the last two games as you say he's far more athletic than than, than King I think he would get up the park far more and what, what something? Clement said after the game as well. He can even play in the right wing, which uh, which I didn't realize. I thought he was a more defensive player. So I I, I think John Stirling is uh, is is probably the man to do it. But as I said, I would I would uh, certainly appeal that decision because uh, yeah, in my my view is not right. You obviously your your views are. Um, I think I think a big question probably had I, I, I hope pod over uh, Colin is our referees now taking over the game and I've seen I got this from CJ Novo I was watching CJ Novo within a week uh, just before it came on and that was one of the questions he asked are referees taking over the game there seem to be more in the picture now we used to say a referee plays good if you don't see him that's changed now
4: no, you, no, you drift too much back off topic. But you're right; we could do a full pod over that. Um, it's you need to remember this today day and age that we, we we're living as well. Um, it's it's easier to write articles and do podcasts and do news shows um, on referees and the the shit that you don't want to see and cause drama, but. You know, no very many people actually do talk about the football. Why like the Daily Record is um, one prime example where um, they make a living off causing headlines. Um, much how much analysis they actually get, but I do to your point. There's, you know, they probably are more in the line like we are as well. But Scott, back to the the midfield question: Do John Sterling or Leon King, is there anything else you would see in the in the middle of the park? And what did you think of their performance yesterday as well? <laughs>
1: It's Dundee, you expect him to play all right. Longstrom with a couple of da- mistakes or whatever in the match, but I'm happy he's doing them yesterday and not doing them Thursday or Sunday. Um, Who do I put in? Where's, Di- where's Kevin Dowell? I've just seen somebody in the comments asking her. Mm-hmm. Is he fit? He's, he's your natural replacement, is in he? your left, left fitter. can play on that side, put Lundgren on the right side, and then you've got some sort of balance there. When they, when they disagree with Sterling going in, I think we need some physicality in the midfield going up, going into play against Aberdeen. I think uh, their captain, Cheney's had he's won far too many midfield battles against Rangers over the years, and I think having the physicality and athleticism of Sterling would be, would be, wel- would be welcome to Midlay Park. So it would. Um, so, maybe Ryan, as somebody else has just said, maybe Ryan Jack will maybe get back. Um, but I would ex- come on, will come, come up with something. We've, we've seen it so far. And I think because he's had a D taste up at Pitoti as well, he'll know what Aberdeen are going to bring now. Um so I answer your question. i it's probably going to be Sterling for me. That's who I would but then I, I don't know who's available. I don't know who's available. So Jack might be back, Double could be come into contention. Um but to me, Sterling looks ready made for it.
4: DVP, P, um, that is a very good point. It's, it's a bit of a moot conversation asking who do we think we'll play next Sunday when it's, uh, it's the Rangers Ambulance Lottery. Um, we pretty much go day to day hearing who's going to be the next one. Um, out, um, Ryan Jack might be back, we don't know. Um <laughs> some might be out, we don't know. Um, somebody's asked is barely raised so far out of things he's no longer considered. I, I want to get your take on if Rice or Jack were to be available for it, would you put them in? Ryan Jack, bear in mind he's just coming back for injury. He has done it before, um, but he's not always been the freshest. Bailey Rice, he's no, I think he's still a bit inexperienced to be following the Cup final. And I know everybody will tell me about Derek Johnston um back in the back in the seventies. Bailey Rice, it's a it's a different game, I think.
3: Yeah, no, I'm with Scott on this one. I would uh, Dijon Sterling would be a would slot in as he has the last couple of games we've seen from this guy. You know, absolute power. And you know what Aberdeen are going to bring to the game on Sunday. You know, it will be the it's going to be Pataudry, uh, 2.0 two point zero where they come out and and they try and make it a physical battle. Uh, and I think uh, Sterling is would be the perfect uh, antidote to that. To think that they're going to be bullying anyone so. You know, I'd be a, I would be quite happy with, with Sterling and you can see this boy isn't a slouch You know, in, in terms of getting about the pitch, she's got good technical ability as well as, as a bit of power so uh, if, if it were me, I, I would be going with Sterling
4: David T, the last point in the midfield, because David Herd has just made a very really good point one man we can't afford to get injured right now is John Lundström. I mean, we can afford um, but to get injured. We can maybe even afford a second and a half to get injured. John Lundström is the only available midfielder. I think you better start being nice to him. Well,
2: Moment made a, a statement during the week where he said, as long as they're in Eyebrooks, they will be considered for a starting position. And I think that is where... My view on Lundström. Listen, Lundström I'm I'm not against the person Lundström. and he is playing quite good. Just now, people want to go say he's playing brilliant. He's not playing brilliant, but he's still giving away balls that, that are causing danger in the Rangers' defense. But he's playing reasonably going forward when we're when we're going forward. He's certainly putting in a lot more effort than he did. Whether we we we, we offer him a new contract. I totally disagree with that. I don't think we we should give him a new contract. I know a lot of people are arguing maybe about that, but that's just the way I feel. But certainly, as long as he's in there, then he, he's he's the best player in that position at this moment that we've got. But I would hope that next season we're going to have a serious upgrade on that midfield uh, position. But certainly to come on to John Lundstrom, I think I could be
3: wrong here, and and. Come in in the comments if I've got this wrong. I think John Lundstrom is featured in uh, every uh, Philip Lamont team since he arrived. No.
2: It, well, I, I quite believe that. I quite believe that he's uh, that he's well in with Lamont. But um, do we want to go another year with him? That, that's uh, so, that, that, that's my view. I mean, if, if you give him a contract, possibly a one-year contract, and bring somebody else in, but then. Then it's uh in in my view, we it's, we need an upgrade and in virtually the whole midfield to be honest with you. So if you was supposed to be the uh, upgrade, but I haven't seen that yet.
4: So Scott, taking a step back for the actual game itself and looking at the you know, the the detail of it, this weekend has ch- maybe changed the the viewpoint of eh, some Rangers fans because even even Saturday morning we were saying we just need to keep on chipping away, keep on chipping away, mm-hmm. see what happens. We we got our three points over the line, um going one 0 down and then doing to ten men so over overcame a wee bit of adversity. Celtic mm-hmm. dropping points today um leaves us with five points with a game in hand. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of football will be playing a lot of big games this week as well, so we can't think too far ahead. Well, the manager can't think too far ahead for a game against Celtic at Parkhead um, last last game of the year. Um, I don't. I've said I've titled this pod "We are still in this" because we are. Like, but until you're mathematically out of it, there's always that chance. But how realistic is this chance that we can? I'm not going to say. With the trophy in May, but how realistic is it we can we can push Celtic just to get closer by January?
1: Um, I think that's a goal, to be honest with you, Colin. I think um, I think we're already pushing Celtic. I think they're going to start. I think, it's just I think this game in hand, not over. I think it's the 29th of December or something. Am I right? It's St Johnston game of game in hand. It's just a shame that we need to wait that far ahead before we can put some proper pressure on them once. Once the gap's got to two points, then you'll see what Celtic have really made out. They've never been in that position before. before they were breathing down their neck um, in terms of by that points margin. I don't think Celtic have a great team whatsoever. I think they're, they get got it. I was actually quite frustrated watching. I think I watched the last 15 minutes of their game of the day. I was actually quite frustrated watching that match and seeing what Kelly done to them, The pressing them high up the park. In what we done at Ibrooks in October, it's just a complete and utter it's an embarrassment loss in that game at Ibrox in October now. Um because that they are there, they ain't got that. In me, it's whether we're going to win the league or not is doing a kind of business we do in January. Um Comont needs to bring in his own players, even just one or two, but it needs to be players that could come in and fix the starting lineup. Um that can get straight in. Are they going to be um, as I go there, are they going to be? Do we have a funds for that? I don't know. I don't know what, what money we have. Um, I would be parking, talking about SEMA just now until we, we know what kind of I wouldn't be selling players in January just to get a SEMA deal done because then you're leaving yourself light. I for me, it's it's what Celtic got in January, and it's wh- whoever does a better transfer business in January wins the league for me.
2: Hadji, would you sell Hadji
1: In January Would we sell him I don't think, we'll not be able to sell him to the end of the season David, because he's got his, his loan deal So I would be holding off on Hadji To see how he Keep, how he performs to the end of the season Because the better he plays and the more money we're going to get Because he's playing right. in a good league But personally, I would like Hadji back at Rangers
4: I'm all about the Hadji That's, That's just my opinion right. uh, DVP, um Alex Kelly makes a really good point um on the Facebook comments, um, Talk about Poster Coglu recovering for a, a good start, Can Clement do the same. Um I think it's a it's a fair comparison. Um Poster having a terrible start, Rangers having a terrible start, Clement giving a wee bit of stability, Scott makes a really good point around the business in January. My doubt about everything is we're not going to sell all these players in January and we've seen this story before with this group of players. Is there something different this time that we can go the distance?
3: Lots of, lots of uh, variables there, Colin. I mean, every night before I, before I go to sleep and, and I kneel down at my bed to pray, I've I, I begun to mention their director of football because this guy has got an absolutely crucial role to play. Mm-hmm. And, and how successful our, our January transfer window is. So we have to wish this guy all the luck in the world that the decisions he comes up with, as well as Philip Komond, the two of them together, have got very important decisions to make. And I think it could be the difference between us, you know, running them all the way to the, the, the May in terms of a title run-in uh, and not because if we get this right, I think it's there to be won. I think Thursday night is a big game for us, but it's not. It's not a, a, an absolute ball breaker for me because yeah. I think if we go to the Conference League, I personally will not be crying in my beer. It would be nice to win the game in, in Thursday night and finish the, the the group first and avoid the drop down from the from the Champions League teams. So I would rather we uh, absolutely blew it and then just go to the Conference and finish second and end up getting pumped in the next round. So, I think if we have got any ambitions to kind of go all the way in, in, in Europe, you know, go deep, then I think Conference would be better or, or win the Europa League group section and, and avoid, you know, one of the, yep. the Champions League teams. So, and, and then it's just the luck of the draw thereafter. So, I think we could be meeting teams you know, who are in the Europa League now. I think we could certainly take one of them. As for Sunday, Sunday is absolutely vital because this is this could be a watershed moment for us, a watershed moment for Philip. Come on, I think the comparison with Ange Postecoglou is, is probably a, a decent one, because that will just put the shivers down their spine. The, the, the sight of us, you know, parading around Hamden on Sunday with that trophy, and it will give you know the Rangers support, the Rangers, the whole club, a massive boost. You know, and and maybe just instill a wee bit more confidence into some of the players who. You know when they get to the big matches, is uh, sometimes come up short. So I think we absolutely must win this game on Sunday. There's a lot riding on this for me. Thursday is important, but not that important. Sunday is absolutely crucial.
4: It's I get fair fans' point of view. We pick and choose what's more important. But when you're the manager, your player, you player, well, they shouldn't. I was going to say they they never. They should never set up. Seeing one game more important than the other because that just wrecks momentum, you, that wrecks anyone' winning mentality. So it's all right for the fans to say that. I'd be, I'd be raging if um, Philip Cromwell was saying, you know, take it easy the night in Seville, boys, go, go top up your tan because just, you know, getting good results, and getting good performances, it just carries into any different uh, tournaments. And David T, that, I I can't agree with AVP more. Um, Sunday, well, this week is huge think of the impact uh, it will have in this group of players who are serial losers they are let's let's be honest um, mm-hmm. we've got strata issue we've been beat too many times off Celtic we've been humiliated too many times at Hamden if we can qualify for the Europa League which they're going to set up to do uh, for the knockout stages and lift the League Cup for the first time in, in 13 years we're going to have something um, that we've not had in a long time—a trophy in the bag going into the run of the uh, of the week. It can can go the other way, but that should be Clement's momentum. He'll know how important getting that winning that that winning habit in areas. Oh, is as
2: you say. It's, Davey said as well. It's it's really 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 important. I, I, I agree. I think the European game is is really important. As Clement says. I want to win everything and that's the way we should be looking at it. We should be wanting to win that game and take that momentum on. I think it would be good if we could get in a position obviously we're not going to get in a big position against such good opposition that we could maybe in the last 10 minutes rest a player give them a wee, a, a wee break but I doubt we will get that unless we're, we're far behind and then and we can just throw in players. I doubt we'll get to get the to, to rest players, but now no, these are big. but Colin, see every game now to the end of the season. is virtually a must-win game. We haven't, we haven't, we haven't got games where we can say, "Oh, well, we can drop points here." Every game to the end of the season is a must-win game.
4: Aye, and we need to earn the right to take teams lightly, and we've not earned the right at all. Um, Scott, I I don't imagine you've got to say much more about the significance of this week, but do you have any add on how, how big this week is for for the season?
1: Um, I think it cements the mentality Clermont's trying to put in place. If Rangers go ahead and win this cup final. Don't just win it, though. Go and win it convincingly. Go and put in a performance that we can take a, a good bit of our, our confidence for as a support and we can start... Cause um, come on, keep was talking about synergy when he was when he first came in about repairing the 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 kind of relationship between fans and players. Um, that win on Sunday goes a long way to come on getting that getting that happening. Uh, um, so I, it's a must win game, but we should be beating half a other team two or three. Now they're not they're not a great outfit. They've got a couple of good individual players, but it's nothing. I wouldn't say they're a good side. They just seem to show up against us for whatever reason. Um but this this needs to be learned of the draft points of Petodrin go and bury this mob on Sunday. That would be my message.
4: And that's the thing I've like, spoken about the shark issue and we've Celtic and Hamden. We it's inexcusable. We've brought a bit of shard yeah. issue against Aberdeen as well, and we need to rectify that. Um yep. but obviously we've um do have Thursday and in place. Um first of all, so just a quick round the room if we see any changes coming in Thursday. Also you will get um will get a bit of coverage in the news pod every day about anything that's changing, any any news that's breaking ahead of us game. But D V P, Jack Butland um you know he should he's not going anywhere. Like he, he is the goalie. Um it'll be a back for uh Taverna and Barisic with one other centre-half. Who Who's your centre-half there?
3: Uh, gosh, that's a good one. I think it's going to have to be Ben Davis, is it not? It's, I mean, he's, uh, he's the only other real option we've got available. I suppose we could play Suter. if that, you can have playing Suter in the left-hand side, where Ben Davis is probably the you know, more natural candidate for that particular role. Uh I think Betis, I think I think we've got a free hit on Thursday against Betis. I don't think we're under any pressure here. There's you know that we are we're going with a, a track record, you know, of games in Spain which is simply woeful. Uh, and to be honest, you know, I, I, I don't have much expectation for Thursday night, to be honest. I think it's just they they had a one each draw with Real Madrid yesterday at home. So they they are a decent side. I watched the game that they played against uh Sparta when they they were playing in in Betis. And to be honest, I I wasn't that impressed with Real Betis. But I think they they are a decent side. They know that the win takes them to the top of the group. I think they'll have the bit between their teeth. If we can get out of there on Thursday night with a victory, then Rangers are a better team than I think they are. The the game for me is, the the important game for me is this Sunday. We simply have to win this. I mean look at the league position of Aberdeen and the league doesn't lie. That's that's the Aberdeen we're playing, and I hope the game on Sunday reflects that. So Sunday Sunday's a free hit, Sunday is a must win.
4: So obviously we've got to preview Sunday's game on Friday night this week because we're going to be watching the Rangers game on our usual half eight slot on Thursday. So forgive us for not being with you live on Thursday night. Um David T, I'll, I'll give you the midfield and give Scott the forward line. The midfield John Lundstrom and Sifuenez are going to be in there by default, um, because there's only two midfielders, and I would imagine Todd Campbell goes in there ahead of them, because again we don't really have many options. Other than Sam Lammers, um, do you see any changes for those three? Do you see Lammers coming in, or anything coming out of left field? Hope not. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Um, I, I mean,
2: I'm did he rest Wamers yesterday, or he seems to he... like
4: Wamers? He seems to like him. Yeah,
2: that's a, that, that, that. I suppose that's a question we've got to ask ourselves because he didn't play him at all. It's the first game. was has missed, uh, I believe, uh, since, uh, since the game. So, um, no, I, th- I think, I, th- I think, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, as you say, he does. He does like Wamers and Wamers. Was, does give you a, a, a bit of movement that, that John Sterling might not give you, and the fact that Lammers doesn't know what he's doing himself, I don't think. And so how can another Aye, player? Know? I, I
4: don't think Lammers is going to play ahead of Cantwell. I think Dujon Sterling would replace oh, him.
2: No. Oh no, and I was just taking taking it for granted that Cantwell will be there, but I think Cantwell will be playing more than a number ten role. I don't think he'll be. I don't think he'll be in, in the sort of a main engine room that makes sense? Aye.
4: And I think it's not his game, playing the deep. But the, the reason I was asking, Davey, you know, there's some mixed comments coming through about how good Betis are. And, um, I think they will be comfortable and in, um, in their own, own pitch um, while Rangers try and change it in tactically to shore up the defence. But again, we don't really have the luxury. So I think it will be. I so think when once something in, in Cantwell. Sorry, that so? Mean? No, no, I was. Um, no, I'll move quickly on to Scott. So, front three, Scott, again, it's probably a wee bit more variation there because you've got McCausland, Matondo, and Seema in the wing positions. Mm-hmm. You've got Cyril Dessels and Kmart Ruth up top. Um I kind of see. I-, I think Matondo was in to get minutes, but for me, it's Seema, Dessels, and McCausland at front three. Would you, would you be changing it?
1: Nah, nah, I agree with you. Um, I don't think we've get. Uh, I don't think we've got an option to be honest with you. Like David says at the beginning of the pod, I would believe in Seymour left, just because you're you're taking away the balance of the left side of the park and the threat that Seymour causes. I think just a quick mention about midfield. I think you're going to see whoever's going to partner Winstrom on Sunday will play on Thursday. I think they'll play on Thursday to get minutes. So um, you think maybe
4: Sterling or, or somebody will come in then. Aye,
1: aye I would say Sterling. Aye. I would say Sterling. Um, we, mccausland has got to get, got to get a uh, run at it. It's interesting, right enough, um, because you 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 don't know we, we come on, what he's going to do. Is he going to? He could bring some changes and prioritise a cup final on Sunday, because I'm not. It's not that I'm not really bothered what happens in Thursday, right? But I would rather have a league cup than. When we know we're in Europe after Christmas. So I either want top spot or a third to get into the conference league. The second second place God knows who you could play. Some of them teams that come out of the Champions League. Um but my front three for my front three for Thursday would be my Coslin, uh, and Seymour. I don't I don't see them changing unless my baby brings my tondo to against Seymour arrest. You you don't know. You don't know.
4: And a few comments coming in saying um, about Scott Wright it would have been good to have him as an option as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Um Scott Wright still injured, no being any update in that. Um Christ, I hope not, but by this time next week we might maybe talk about more injuries just the way it's gone. Players seem to be doing nothing and get injured, but I hope that's um a tale of the past and we're now turning a corner. So gents, I think that'll do us for this week. Yeah. Uh, tonight, sorry, um, not this week, because coming up this week, we'll have the English Premier League show for everybody, either Tuesday or Wednesday, just depending on what date the boys can do. Um, that'll be some shock results in England this week, the boys will run through. Um, you'll have me and Steve on the news tomorrow morning with the Gareth's two of Two Davies on Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I'll be back on Thursday, Friday. And, of course, we'll be back on Friday night with uh, a live stream. Hopefully talk about winning the the Europa League group and going up for uh, Aberdeen Strudden on Sunday so all that's left to do is thank all my guests for coming on I'm going to ask you for a goodbye and a man of the match yesterday just very quickly kick us off DVP. P
3: hey, Abdul Seema is the man of the match the boy is just uh, what I want to see in a Rangers player you know he doesn't get everything right but he never lets his head drop he gives us all defensively up on attack the header was superb As I said, you know, Mark Hately, Derek Johnson type header, bullet. I I would be playing uh, Sema up front on Thursday night. I would play him centre forward. He's got pace, power, and uh, he can head a ball. So I think if we would go for a goal threat, he would be my main man. I mean, because I think the difference between him and Cyril Dessers is a threat up front is night and day. So for Thursday night, I think I'll I'll go for a one-each draw because I'm – that that's the level of optimism I can get. To. The big game is next Sunday.
4: Yeah, Uh we'll do. We'll keep the predictions for further week because um, there's a lot that didn't happen in four days with the Rangers. But no, thanks for coming on, mate. David T, always a pleasure having you on, my friend. What? Who was your man in the match for yesterday?
2: Yeah, Seema definitely. But I would like also to give a special mention for Ross McCausland when he came on. I thought he worked his socks off. He was over covering Borna Barisic quite a lot as well. I thought he done really well. But I think Seema, his work It was, was absolutely brilliant. Scored a goal, caused a penalty. Uh, that's, I think that's the only one that can can win, to be honest with you. And if you want to, Rangers will win 2-1 in Thursday
4: getting the predictions in you are bold I'm going to wait to the presser on, on Wednesday um, last by no means least Scott good to have you on as always mate who was your man in the match yesterday
1: oh, thanks for having me on Colin um, see Seymour I'm going to make it through I see um, it's definitely it, the boy was just outstanding yesterday as D V P P says he, everything you want to see in a Rangers player it's, it's there it's there He's got a quality, he's got a drive, he's got a commitment. Um, sometimes he's, he's it's just ridiculous. His header he's, yesterday was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. The I mean, guy's a different grave. He's, he's a quality, quality player. Hey, thanks, everybody, for tuning in again. Thanks for having me, Colin.
4: No, and just quickly, also, um, there's no way to find myself in the two Davies this week in the news pod. Where can we see more of your stuff? Because um, it's not just podcasting, you do.
1: Oh, you'll get me over. At, uh, get me over on Twitter at uh, at scotty nine nine two. Um I, I do a wee bit of writing. for Inside Ibrooks, working on quite an important piece. Team, me just knew there'll be more coming out about that. And due close.
4: Not one fault to you, mate and thanks for coming on as always. Well. I'm going to make it a full house, boys, To see my show and the listeners are um, overwhelmingly in that camp as well. A big shout-out to for John Lundström and James D'Avner. actually had a decent game yesterday, um, particularly in the second half, but SEMA still. But thank you all for listening, folks. Um, I hope you have enjoyed your weekend as much as we have, and we'll speak to you again through the week. Until then, take care.